The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Masarowski. No snow in the forecast yet, but when major storms happen, the Erie County Executive is adding some clarity to driving bans when they're issued. Here's WBEN's Brayton Wilson. Erie County Executive Mark Polenkars was joined on Thursday by Commissioner of Emergency Services Dan Neverth Jr. to announce the implementation of a new essential employee exemption portal to be used by employers during winter storm events and other emergency situations when a driving ban has been declared in the county. We've run into this situation, unfortunately, far too often in the last few years where we have a state of emergency in place and a driving ban is announced and then people are still driving who are not emergency personnel. And as we saw last year during the November November storm, but specifically in the blizzard, they were getting stuck on the road and then they were blocking our ability to respond from our Department of Public Works as well as all other public works departments. That was Poland Cars. The travel exemption portal will define specific categories of workers using a tiered concept to identify who would be exempt from a travel ban in order to commute to and from their place of employment. The online emergency travel request form, which employers can access now, will help define who is deemed as essential employees permitted to drive during a winter storm travel ban. As Neverth Jr. explains, the portal will be used by employers to apply for such status for employees who work in specific industries that require critical operations. We only know what we know, and there's a lot of businesses out there post-storms that have information that we can use in our database, and we can connect with them a little bit better down the road. So that's the whole purpose behind this, is to pull information, to pull data, to be able to work with those companies maybe that are currently being missed as essential, because there are a lot of businesses out there that we don't maybe necessarily know how critical they are, maybe to the defense industry or other types of industry where we have to keep that going. More on the new county portal for identifying essential workers during major winter storms is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, uh, maybe confusing to a lot of people, uh, clarifying to others. We'll be talking about this throughout the day on WBEN. Well, the Erie Community College Board of Trustees passing a resolution yesterday to consider a new location for its south campus in Orchard Park. The college last year had announced plans to reorganize campus operations to create cost savings. The resolution authorizes and directs the administration to issue a request for proposals for a new location near the college's current south campus. The move comes as construction of the new Bills Stadium happens right next door. Growing fears that terror attacks inspired by the Israel-Hamas war may be spreading outside the Middle East. Authorities say seven people, including four suspected Hamas members, were arrested in Denmark, Germany, and the Netherlands on suspicious of uh, suspicion of planning attacks on Jewish institutions in Europe. Charlie Diagata in Tel Aviv has more. The details are scarce, but the three people arrested in Germany and a fourth in the Netherlands are part of the same suspected uh, cross-border Hamas terror plot, according to officials. Uh, Prosecutors there have said, uh, been a bit more specific in terms of saying uh, they're aiming to obtain and store weapons in Berlin, and they were going to target uh, German institutions in Europe. Uh, though the targets have not been specified. We'll be getting an update on the Middle East war from Jordana Miller, who will be joining us an hour from now from Jerusalem. Israel's president joining the ranks of high-ranking Israeli officials to speak out against a two-state solution after the war in Gaza. He told the AP it's not time to be talking about establishing an independent Palestinian state 
when the country's pain from Hamas's October 7th attack is still fresh. The focus right now should be our clear, outright victory against Hamas so that we can change the trajectory in the region towards peace and inclusion. We'll again hear a little more on what exactly is going on there. Words from the president and the White House yesterday, all coming up at 6 o'clock. In this country, more layoffs for General Motors. Over 1,300 workers at two Michigan auto factories are losing their jobs in early January. 945 workers will be laid off at its Orion assembly plant, which is ending production of the Chevrolet Bolt and being converted for electric truck production starting in late 2025. Another 330 are being laid off at its Lansing Grand River plant due to the end of Chevrolet Camaro production. We'll be following that. Obviously, a lot of interest because of General Motors workers right here in western New York. Troops getting their biggest pay raise in two decades. On this vote, the yeas are 310, the nays are 118. House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. Once again, on the final day of this do-nothing Republican Congress, House Democrats provided a majority of the votes necessary to get the National Defense Authorization Act over the finish line. The legislation includes a 5.2% pay raise for military personnel. The bill now goes to the president's desk to be signed into law. Stacey Lynn, CBS News, Washington. This will be one of the biggest weekends for holiday shopping. WBEN's Tom Puckett tells us that means it's not a bad idea to be on the lookout for shopping scams. One way scammers can rip you off is with spoofed websites. It's like you look it up in the, you know, the contact of some Gmail address, you know, and it's got some name of somebody that lives in Eastern Europe, probably. So you see those that are just obvious that they're not real and others that have really painstakingly copied L.L. Bean, Target, whomever it might be. So it looks like it's coming from them. Crime and terrorism analyst Brad Garrett warns, take the time to look before you click. If you're looking for gift cards, Catch Meter of the BBB says scammers have taken existing gift cards and placed a new barcode over the original. And that means the money is being loaded to the scammer's account. If you are shopping in person, be sure to you know take a look at the gift card box to make sure it hasn't been opened or tampered with. And run your finger along the back of the barcode there to make sure there hasn't been another sticker placed over it. Schmieder says the best way to pay is with a credit card. Find out why online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. Uh, why? I mean... Hey, when they steal that card information, it's not coming right out of your bank account, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you can maybe a little more easily figure that out uh, on the back end. Hopefully it never happens in the first place to you, though. And Southwest Airlines getting a little pushback on a policy that's gone viral. Southwest is getting backlash over a new policy that gives very overweight passengers free extra seats. That means one or two seats, depending on needs to accommodate comfort. Many customers say that's unfair and are blasting the company on social media for rewarding obesity, saying tall people aren't getting any extra leg room and exceptions aren't made for those traveling with wheelchairs. But plus size passengers say it's saving them money. They'd still have to purchase multiple seats, but can now call the airline for refunds on any extras. Monica Ricks, CBS News. All right, All right. this is only Southwest? Only, apparently only Southwest. Uh, Southwest says they've had the policy in place for like decades, and only now because of uh, some viral videos it's getting attention and people uh. are taking notice. I'm not going to comment too much because I like my job here, uh, but that's <laughs> the thing right. about it that gets me. It's, it's not so much the seat or anything else, or not having to pay for it, or whatever it is. But in one of these videos, you can, you are asked to board first. 
if you're, you know, you've notified right. that I'm, uh, I'm going to be taking up two seats, which is a little, it's like, you know, service members, uh, you know, they, okay, yeah, we're ready to board uh, flight <laughs> 2936. Uh, any military and service members? Uh, sit down. Uh, anyone who's overweight and taking up two seats, let's oh uh, line them up and go to the aisle. That part yeah. kind of gets to me just a little bit. The shame. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> the boarding first might, uh, I don't know why you get to go in, but anyways. Um, yeah. It's an interesting one from Southwest. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Mostly sunny and breezy with temperatures in the upper 40s close to 50 degrees this afternoon. Tonight, clouds on the increase. Overnight lows in the upper 30s. Mostly cloudy near 50 on Saturday. Rain showers arrive Sunday afternoon with highs near 50. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Joining us on the Trocare College live line is Eric Wood, who will be on the call this Sunday, 425 kickoff down on WGR as the Bills take on the Cowboys. Eric, another big one. I mean, here we are three weeks in a row with three marquee matchups for the Bills. All, you know, if not must win, pretty darn close to it. And this one could be a barn burner. I mean, the Cowboys have been excellent. The Bills over the past few weeks have been humming. Are you expecting fireworks here? Yeah, I think so. I mean, these are two of the hottest offenses in the league at that. Uh, this Bills offense has been rolling these last three weeks under Joe Brady. And then this uh, Cowboys offense uh, in this five-game winning streak has scored uh, 33 or more points in all of their games. They have the number one scoring offense in the NFL. So, yeah, I expect fireworks. The rain that I heard uh, mentioned on the forecast prior to me hopping out with you guys uh, could affect things. Uh, so could, you know, an emotional big game. Sometimes those don't produce quite the scoring um, sometimes that we expect. But by all indications, they, these are two of the best offenses in the league, and we expect to see some points. Uh, it could be maybe the game of the weekend. Uh, you know, with a Bills win and the Dolphins losing earlier this week, the Bills can control their own destiny, right, by winning out. I mean, how crazy is it that the Bills have climbed back into this conversation? Yeah, yeah, they've been fortunate with a couple teams losing, and uh, I think a, a lot of teams around the NFL are looking at the Bills right now at seven and six and saying, uh, fortunately, they dropped some uh, unexpected games earlier in the season. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's getting exciting, and we talked about it last week that essentially they're all must-win games. Uh, if you drop one the rest of the way, this is probably the one you'd want to drop. Not that you want to drop any of them, but losing to an NFC team doesn't hurt quite as much as if you got another AFC loss. But uh, looking at that Week 18 matchup, you never want to look ahead, but we could look ahead. The players and coaches certainly can't. Uh, but that could be a really fun one down in Miami if uh, the Bills are able to take care of business. Yeah, well, hopefully they're able to take care of some business. Dallas is going to be a test. What are the Cowboys doing differently or better this year that is kind of – it seems like they've taken a little bit of a step here, Eric. They've always been good, but now they're looked at as being as one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, they had a good record last year, but uh, the quarterback play wasn't quite as good. I mean, Dak Prescott's having a phenomenal year this year, um, and, and because of that, this is a team that is absolutely rolling uh, in Dallas. Uh, Dak Prescott, um, has, uh, he leads the NFL in touchdown passes, only six interceptions on the season. And so they've always had a ton of talent down there in Dallas these last few years. 
but the efficiency at the quarterback position for them has, has in my mind, been that factor. You had mentioned a, a minute ago that, you know, it's going to rain Sunday. That's in the forecast. I'm wondering who the weather favors. Um, does it hamper the passing game here? I would assume it would favor the Bills, uh, mainly because Dallas is a dome team. They have three losses on the season. All of those have come on the road. When you look at the, this Dallas offense, they average uh, 40 points a game at home and just 24 on the road. And so um, you would think that the elements in this matchup could favor the Bills. Let's hope that it happens. Uh, if it does favor the Bills, who want the rain. If not, you know, for everyone going to the game, we'll hold off on that just a little bit. All right, uh, this. Uh, how are you taking, I'm wondering, all the fallout from last week with Kansas City and uh, everything we heard from Andy Reid to Patrick Mahomes and uh, about the call that was made on this one play, which I do want to remind people, Eric, you know, there was still a minute left, and the Bills had, I think, all three of their timeouts had they uh, scored that touchdown. So it's not like everyone keeps acting like the game would have been won by the Chiefs there. But kind of unlike anything I've seen from the Chiefs or, you know, really have seen from many teams in the NFL to complain about a call like that. Yeah, and, and this wasn't a judgment call. This was um, uh, an alignment error by the offense. Those are generally called 100% of the time. I've seen complaints with either a pass interference or a roughing the passer, those judgment calls that the officials can make. But when the, when the official, that side judge, when his view is completely blocked of the football, he has to throw a flag in that instance. It stinks for them that it happened uh, in such a critical moment of the game and eliminated maybe the most exciting, uh, what would have been touchdown of the season. But all that being said, he lined up offsides and completely covered the ball. And, you know, I give a little grace in moments uh, like the Chiefs had after the game because I feel like this was a culmination of a lot of emotion that had built up throughout the season. They've had their frustrations uh, there. They're sitting there at 8-5 and five right now, and their defense has really carried them to those eight wins this year, this offense uh, performing kind of middle of the pack in the NFL, which no one expected under Patrick Mahomes with Andy Reid calling the plays. So I wanted to ask you that, that emotion boiled over, right, for Patrick Mahomes, certainly you saw it at the end of the game, and it shows how emotional of a game it can be. We've heard Josh Allen talk a lot about this throughout the course of the year. You know, first it was this low positive and, you know, trying to stay in this, like, mellowed out state. And now lately it seems like, well, maybe we'll just be, like, uh, not that, right, and uh, try a little bit different. How do you work to contain emotions when, when they're firing on all cylinders and you step on the field? Yeah, that's a great question. And so, um, you know, it, it's different for each and every person. You know, uh, a sports psychologist would probably tell you that kind of in that six or seven out of ten intensity and emotion is probably your ideal state. But others perform uh, better, you know, kind of in different wavelengths. And I know that Josh – was trying to, to mellow out for part of this season. And, you know, for him, and, and we're seeing it now, maybe at this point of his career especially, when, when Josh is playing with more emotion, when it seems like he's having more fun out there playing looser, uh, then he's, he's certainly the MVP candidate that he's rising back into uh, that, that race now. And that seems to be what works best for him, especially at this point of his career. Well, A.J. Epinesa, he made – Big play last week in that Bills win over Kansas City, but he's hurt. Who steps up for him now? 
Yeah, it'll be by committee. And, you know, Leonard Floyd and Greg Rousseau on the edge have played great all year. Von Miller, I felt like, had his most productive game of the season last week in, in generating pressure on the quarterback. So maybe that kind of parlays into this week and you get more production from him. Shaq Lawson has played well on the edge this year as well. And if A.J. Epinesa, by all indications, he'll miss this game, then we could see Kingsley Jonathan, who has been a healthy scratch for a number of weeks, uh, be uh, an active uh, participant on game day this week. Uh, we're looking forward to it, Eric. Uh, you and Chris Brown on the call on WGR. It's a 425 kickoff again, and then there's another primetime game right after this. So, uh, you know, no uh, 1 o'clock starts uh, for at least another couple weeks here. Uh, we'll look forward to it. Eric, thanks for joining us. WGR, the place to go for the game action. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.